You're listening to Young and Restless. I'm your host, Larissa Black. Hello, you all, and welcome to another installment of Lala's Corner on my podcast, Young and Restless. I've been gone for a minute. Now I'm back in the jump off. Um, I realized that with life as it happens, um, I can't fully be committed to making a podcast every week. Well, maybe I can now, but a lot of the times um, I don't have any pressing issues or like topics that I really just want to get out there. So I try not to post miscellaneously and just random stuff. But as of late, there's been a topic that's been really heavy on my mind. And so today I'm going to dig into it. Uh, some of these things or some of the things that I'm going to say, sorry, I keep messing with my hair, but when I'm on the camera, I got to look popcorn. But um, some of the things that I'm going to say are factual. Um, they're actual, you can find it on the news. I've researched it. But also some of the things that I'm going to say are strictly and purely my opinion. And so if you don't agree or you disagree per se, sure. Um, I know one thing I said the other day, other day on my Instagram is that I don't typically and usually project my political views. I try to stay very neutral because sometimes it's just not a conversation that I'm willing or like deeply indebted to having. So I kind of just go the other way. So here goes. But boom, before we get into that, I know my Instagram followers and my Facebook followers, you all know that I just graduated May 7th with my master's degree in public administration, and I am hoping to pursue my PhD from my alma mater, Clark Atlanta University, in humanities with a concentration of English and Africana women's studies. So just pray for me that that's a thing. Um, life is hard. I quit Smoothie King. Yay. Um, I'm looking for stable employment. Yay. But in the meantime, I'm just out here living life like it's golden. So pray for me. So getting right into the episode. Um, over the last couple of weeks or so, and like, week to few weeks, the topics of the abortion ban have been brought up as well as um, the rape loophole in North Carolina. And so I'm going to start off with the rape loophole and then I'm going to go to the abortion ban, ban, B-A-N, not B-A-N-D. And I'm just going to go in from there. Thank you. And so... Boom. The abortion ban. You can find it. I mean, the back, back, back. The rape loophole. So there's an article and it is on medium.com. And the title is Closing the Consent Loophole in North Carolina's Rape Law. So first of all, I don't know if this is facts, but this is something I heard last week um, that legislators, I don't know if it's national or just in specific uh, states, they are trying to make the legal consent age for sex in America or in the States, 10 years old. Now, I think it's 10 years old to 18 years old. But either way, no, 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 no. I have a goddaughter who is six. 
meaning she will be 10 in four years. I can't imagine Carly consider. First of all, what she needs to be doing is reading a book. You know, what she needs to be doing is playing. She should not be consenting. And I know sometimes through molestation, through rape, we are introduced to sex early. But, and everybody's story is different. So I'm not coming for the people who, you know, have had sex at an early age. But I'm just saying, um, no. So that's one thing about the rape thing that I've heard so far. Secondly the rape loophole in North Carolina. So here it goes. A piece of the article says, in North Carolina, um, the Supreme Court granted a new trial for a defendant who had been convicted of second-degree rape because the judge er erroneously instructed the jury that consent initially given could be withdrawn, and if the intercourse continued through use of force or threat of force, and the act at that point was no longer consensual, this will constitute the crime of rape. So basically what, what this is saying is if you, what the article is about is saying now, if you as a woman or a man, anybody, if you consented to sexual acts, or like, let's say you was Netflix and chilling, y'all was about to have sex or whatever, y'all started to have sex, but then you was like, uh, you know what, I don't want to do this no more. Basically, this law or this loophole is saying you can't renege. Once we start having sex, that's it. And I'm just like, what are you even talking about? No, it's, no, that's not it. No, it's not it. If I say no... No means no means no means no means no. Whew, this thing's just stressing me out. And so, okay, let me give you a little detail. So my hopes and dreams in the future, because a lot of people don't understand why my degrees make sense. Um, and from the outside looking in, it may look like I just have my degrees in random things, but there's always a method to the madness. So I just wrote a Facebook status and I was saying that my bachelor's degree, which is in English, was for fun because I love reading. I love to write. I love to express myself verbally. Um, my master's degree, which is in public administration, was a necessity because it gives validation um, to my love or want for... Well, it gives validation to my intellect and it gives... It, it makes my, uh, what am I saying? It gives validation to my intellect and it gives validity to my want and need for higher learning. And so my, so the English degree is the how. So now I know how to write. The public administration degree, which is a nonprofit in government, is the what. Now I know what to write so that I can, I can write grants. I can make policies and procedures. I can make uh, help human resources, I can analyze human resources, I can do organizational leadership, all of that. But my degree that I hope to pursue soon in humanities, my PhD, would be a concentration in English and Africana Women's Studies. That is the who. My goal is to reach Black women. Period. 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 No, nah, okay. Um, so my English degree is the how, how to write. My master's is the what to write. And my PhD will be who to write for. Who am I defending? 
And so this topic hit very hard for me because as black women, I feel as though, and I believe as though, I know as though, and I'm not saying it's not for all women. Let's let's put that out there. But because I am black, I can attest to the fact or I can relate to the black experience. We really, uh, and I think this is what my thesis will be about, my dissertation. I think that we really risk our sanctity, risk our sanity to preserve the livelihood of men, specifically black men, but men in general. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times us as women, black women in particular, we get raped, we get molested, we get domestically abused, but because we don't want the black man to go to jail, because we don't want to be the one that makes him go to jail, or we don't want it to be our fault, then we hold on to that hurt so that he can be preserved. And so two examples I have, firstly, when I was molested as a child, um, and for details, I'll definitely talk about it in my book. Uh, I'm going to release it one of these days. It's literally, and my laptop is ready, but there's a hesitation. So y'all just pray for me. But I was molested as a child by numerous people, family members, one of them in which passed away. So I'll kind of talk about him. But um, you don't want to tell. I know I didn't want to tell because I just, I didn't want to tell because I'm like, oh my God, if I tell my other brothers, they're going to beat him up or he's going to go to jail or they're going to kill him. So me being six or seven, I'm trying to preserve the livelihood of a man who's not even caring about what's happening to me. And so now I just get so angry when people tell me, and for those of you who don't know, I wear many hats and I am a mentor to a lot of people or just a role model. And so when they're hurting or when people do something to them, I'm the first one to be like, nope, this is the, let's call the police. Let's do this. Let's do that. Blah, blah, blah. But I was there. And um, I mentioned before, and I won't go into full details, but from November to about January or February, um, I had a stalker and I was involved in a little bit of domestic uh, violence, but I really didn't talk about it much because I was that person, again, as a 24 year old who was afraid to speak up because I didn't want anything to happen to him. And not only did I not want anything to happen to him, but I was aware that he had uh, children. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to put a, a black man in jail because he has kids. And furthermore, he he knows it's going to be me that told on him. And I work at Smoothie King in the mall. I don't. It's people that come in here every day, B. It's people that's above my head. So I'm scared to defend myself because I don't know the power that he has or who he knows. And I don't want him to go to jail. But also, if he does go to jail, I don't want him to hurt me. Lord have mercy. This thing just got me weak on the inside. And so I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. And I just want to encourage you, black woman, black man, black boy, black girl, speak up. Speak up. Like, don't be afraid. And I pray that the Lord would give you the wisdom and give you the voice to be bold and to speak up. And we learn growing up, snitches get you stitches or um, what happens in this house stays in this house. No. And I tell my goddaughter all the time. Mm -mm. And her, it's so funny. It's not funny. But her mom, um, when she was a little younger, because she's six now, her mother used to have her call her vagina cootie cat or purse. And I'm like, 
No, we're not calling it that. Carly, if somebody touched your vagina, you need to let us know. Ain't no cootie cat. Because now you are uh, basically like dehumanizing. Like, as if our private parts are not worthy enough to be called what it is. Why do we have to hide what we are, who we are? Why is it so, not necessarily sacred, because sacred being a woman and our body part is very sacred. Our body is a temple. But we teach young girls to kind of devalue their organs because we don't want them be want them to be seen as fresh or we don't want people to, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have no kids. So I don't know. But no, no. So moving right along. Cause that thing just had me heated. And so before I go into the, well, let me go into the abortion law. So these are the states that have adapted the abortion law. And first of all, I just want everybody to know I am a Christian. Um, I believe in the preservation of life. Let's just get that get that out the way. But also, I don't want to say but. Also, I believe in humans' right. I understand that everybody is not a Christian. So I believe as a Christian, if I were to get pregnant and I am not married, okay, I'll talk about that. If I, because I am a Christian, if I were to get pregnant and I'm not married, I believe that it is my due diligence to keep my child. But also, I know what the what are were the possible consequences of my decision. Period. Now, I'm not gonna lie, and this is where we get into the seriousness. I have taken many Plan Bs. Um. So I don't, I don't know if I could have ever been pregnant or whatever the case may be. I also, I never want to say never because I don't, I don't know. My heart and my desire is to never get an abortion, but obviously I live in Georgia now. So that probably, that's not even a thing, but it's different strokes for different folks. And depending on my point in life, I can't say, you know, that I would not get an abortion. And so me and Tay, you all, y'all don't know him. He's one of my friends. We were talking earlier and I made a post yesterday or two days ago. And I said, um, are men, and I'm going to tell y'all about the states that already adapted in a second. I said, are men going to be banned from um, masturbating? And Tay said, wait, let me see if I could pull it up since I'm on live. I don't think it's going to let me, but let's see. It might stop my live, so if it does, I'm sorry. So, basically, Tay said no. So, I said misogyny. And Tay said, how was that misogynistic? Like, um, all right, here we go, here we go, here we go, go, go. It's loading, it's loading, it's loading. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Okay, here we go. We, we're, and we're there. So, Okay. Boom. How do you see more comments? It's not going to let me. Sorry. Oh, yes, it will. I said misogyny. He said, how? Are women being banned from masturbation? 
I replied, the point is we don't ejaculate eggs. However, you ejaculate sperm, which is a specimen with 23 chromosomes. Isn't that the same as killing kids? He says, it's not killing something that's unborn. And I said, that's what women across the USA are saying, bro. He said, the difference is the timing. A heartbeat equals life. I said, not according to your last comment, in parentheses, unborn. Then he says, there's no heartbeat in sperm. And I said, but there are other elements that are life form. And your initial comment wasn't about life. You said unborn. He said, by not having a heartbeat, it is unborn. And other elements is in a form of life. Um, we share the same genes as bananas, but they don't have heartbeat have a heartbeat. So when you eat a banana, is that considered murder too? And I said, oh, so you just must be a vegan. So he said, I don't see the relevance. I said, of course not. And he said, what does being a vegan have to do with bananas? LOL. That's so funny to me. So then he just wrote, um, don't forget to mention the bananas. And so what I was saying in my comment, he said, uh, we have the same genes as bananas, but they don't have a heartbeat. My comment was, if we're, if you're so, this is the thing. People are so, and no offense, Dave, but some people are so one, like one track mind when it comes to certain things. Like you can't say, uh, we have the same Jesus bananas, but that's not a heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. So my reference to him be, being a vegan was if a heartbeat is what it takes to not kill something. Do you eat meat? That's what I'm saying. Like, and then you might not see the the correlation, but if you're pro if you're pro life, that should be for everything. That should be for plants. That should be for animals as well as children. If that's the case, are you making one? Are you putting? And I I mean humans are important. That's not what I'm saying. But to it's it's tricky. I hope that you get what I'm saying. That you get what I'm saying. Um, I'm actually talking to Tay right now, y'all. He is on my feed. But um, that's the point that I'm saying. If we have the same genes as bananas, and you know, bananas obviously are not a living organism, then you just better be a vegan if you're so pro-life. And I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm just making a point. And so here are these states that um, have passed the anti-abortion bills. You have Alabama, Mississippi, Ohio, Georgia, Kentucky, Arkansas, Utah, Iowa. States working to pass anti-abortion bills. And you can find this on CNN.com. You have Missouri, Louisiana, South Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, and Texas. Then you have the states adding abortion protections. Which means that you can still get an abortion. Um, but you, it says New York passed a law in January that protects some late term abortion, saying that um, they can be performed after 24 weeks of pregnancy if the fetus is not viable or when necessary to protect the mother's life. So this is not saying that you should get an abortion after 24 weeks if you decide you don't want the child anymore. This is saying that if the child has an illness or if whatever's going on can cause complications and make the mother sick, then you can get an abortion. So let's be cautious and cognizant 
and aware of what's happening. Also, protection states are Vermont, Maine, and Maine. In addition to that, if you or someone you know, how soon can a woman get an abortion? I believe, and this is where it gets political, where I don't really talk about. But everybody, this is my opinion if you don't agree. Um, to each his own, let's agree to disagree. I believe the earliest you can get an abortion is as soon as you find out. I believe that the latest you can get an abortion is when the fetus's features become permanent. And so what I'm saying is sometimes you can see the features, but the skin is not fully developed or the nails haven't grown or blah, blah, blah. Because I am not a doctor or I didn't study pregnancy, I don't know at what moment that happens. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's... Because 24 weeks is six months. You dragging it because you got a whole belly right now. So I don't I don't necessarily think that that's okay. But alluding to my, you know, I asked as far as a woman's body's why. Right. Yeah. So, and especially like if you're not showing, I feel like whenever you start showing OD, says you knew, then you had time. But also, let's not go over my political views. I'm just saying. So anyway, I also uh, heard or read that if you are wanting to say living in Georgia and after January 1st, 2020, I found out I'm pregnant and um, but the abortion bill says that you can't get an abortion after six weeks. So I don't I don't necessarily think it's saying that you can't get an abortion, period. Uh, but I have to read more on it. But I know it was is the heartbeat bill. So after the heartbeat is developed, then you cannot. So. Basically, but a lot of people don't find out they're pregnant till after the six weeks. So that's that's the that's the thing. But getting back to the point, if you are in Georgia and you're pregnant and it's after six weeks and you drive to another state, you going to jail in the other state. Also heard that if you are in Atlanta and it's after January 1, 2020, and you want to get an abortion and somebody drives you to another state to get an abortion, they too are going to jail because they are now an accessory to murder and the doctors. And I also heard as it pertains to the rape loophole that a rapist can sue or press charges on their victim if she gets an abortion. For those of you on the podcast, I just wrote my eyes. So I know that you couldn't see it, but I did really hard. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. Because I can't take it. And like, being molested. So here's my story. I've never been, well, I'm lying. Period. Because by definition, rape is saying no and someone proceeds. Now, I can't say I've never, I've never been like dramatically, forcefully, what you say? I've never been like forcefully made to have sex, but I have said no many times and still ended up having sex. So by definition, that is rape. Where was I going with this? I do not know, but it's not right. Oh, so saying all that to say, I do not classify myself as a feminist. I do not think that I am a feminist. 
I do not personally think that women can do the same thing as men. I don't think that we are as strong as men. Um, as far as physical features, I think women can be as strong as men, but I just don't think it was our innate like responsibility to be as strong as men. The men was supposed the man was supposed to be the breadwinner, the go getter, the whatever, whatever. And I think because of how times have been, or just it doesn't it, it didn't have to be bad, but I think because of empowerment and just evolution, women have decided to be just as tenacious as men. And I think that that is okay because I too am tenacious. But I'm not a feminist. I think that feminism was created for white women, which is not a bad thing. Um, but I like to classify myself as a womanist. And it's so funny because when I went to Clark Atlanta for undergrad, I used to always say this. But I think being away from black people, per se, in a, a microcosm or a microorganism and like being in the world among other peoples and different organizations, as well as going to Kennesaw State University, which is not an HBCU, my, it's not that my uh, view shifted or my perspective shifted. It's just that I don't feel like I have the platform to really express who I am in that way. Woo, that was a mouthful. But um, I am a womanist. The term womanist was coined, I think, in 1983 by Alice Walker, who was a phenomenal poet and author. Um, Y'all should read her because she's dope. And so it says a womanist is also a woman who loves other women sexually and or non-sexually, appreciates and prefers women's culture, women's emotional flexibility, values tears as natural counterbalance of laughter and woman's strength. Strength. Um... It says sometimes loves individual men sexually and or non-sexually and is committed to survival and wholeness of entire people, male and female. She is not a separatist except periodically for health. Traditionally a universalist as in mama, why are we brown, pink and yellow? We love everybody. Um, And our cousins are white, beige and black. Well, you know, the colored race is just like a flower garden. This is one of um, Alice Walker's uh, pieces. With every color flower representative, traditionally capable, as in mama, I'm walking to Canada and I'm taking you and a bunch of other slaves with me. So with that being said, as a womanist, I love all things women related. Um, Sidebar, I am not homosexual. If that's you. It's okay. I'm just letting it be known because I don't want the definition to be misconstrued and just uh, definitive, definitively directed to homosexuality because that's not the case. But I think womanism focuses more on the black woman and our relevance and our help to society opposed to necessarily being equal, if that makes sense. So with all of that being said, I only have about three minutes left. Um, I hope that you all got my point. Um, I will definitely be talking about this more, but I'm just going to say a prayer because these bills or these things that are changing in the world are not necessarily beneficial to everybody. And a theory that I did hear, I read, I forgot what um, website, but they said the reason why the abortion ban the abortion bill is happening is because the 
caucus race is diminishing. And so because they don't want African-American race to be uh, the majority, which we are already, they are creating, or just people of color, let's say, they are trying to make the abortion ban so that the caucus race can produce more. But that's only a theory. I read that somewhere. Don't know how true it is. So anyway, Father God, we just thank you for this experience. We thank you for this moment. And I just pray that you would ease the hearts and the minds of people that have been placed in a predicament. For we know that you are not the author of confusion. So God, I pray that as we give you resonance, as we give you reign, as we give you authority, that you will fix it for us, God. And whatever that fixing looks like, we will succumb to your will. We will succumb to your power. And so God, right now, I just thank you for just giving me the voice to express I thank you for the listening ears. I thank you for those who even feel a type of way too. And I thank you, God, that you have given us the ability to be agents for change. And so, God, I ask that you would not allow us to squander our abilities to change the world. I ask that you will give us longevity, long suffering, that we will be able to do something. And I ask that even now you will change the hearts of those who are taking the right away from people. Um, for this is an issue of women's right, although it may be an issue of race. Um, the, the core and what I believe this is a women's rights issue. And so God, I ask that the, the progressiveness that we have attained over the last few years is not undone. And so God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the listeners and I thank you for this platform. In your name I pray, amen.